All right, my friends, thanks for tuning into the podcast, where, as always, we'll discuss the professional literature and the evidence-based protocol as they relate to the effective treatment of clinically significant anxiety symptoms. I'm Chris Lines, licensed psychotherapist and OCD spectrum disorders treatment specialist, and this, well, this is OCD Straight Talk. What is the function of your compulsive pattern? Not why do you do them? What's the function? What is it that they promise to do for you? What is it that they promise to do for you? There is this essential element of compulsions. What keeps you coming back again and again and again. There's an emotive element, right? There's the regulation of anxiety. It, it's not a very helpful uh, regulatory pattern, you know. But it, it works. Okay, it, it, it works for now. It, it'll it'll work for now. I'll just, you know, I'll wash my hands again. I'll wash them again. Okay, okay. It doesn't seem to be super uh, helpful. It's not one of those long-term fixes. But you know, it, it helps me to keep my head above water for now. For now. So I'll go back. I'll go back and I'll wash again. Okay, I'll wash again. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wash again. Okay. What's the function? Well, we can say that there's an emotive function. There's an emotive function. Compulsions help to regulate emotionality. Again, not super effectively, but there is an honest sense in which they can help us to sort of get through the day. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, what else? What's the function of the compulsion? The function of the compulsion, at least another function of the compulsion, is to deliver some sense of certainty. And again, maybe it's not a super effective uh, uh, deliverance of certainty. Maybe it's some, some feudal certainty, but there's the feeling of certainty. There's the feeling of, of, of rightness that's somehow implicit in the compulsive act that that the that the emotion uh that the anxiety went away that the thoughts sort of seemed to quiet and maybe even for a period of time go away too and and i and i'm sitting in this moment and i feel good everything's all right everything's all right now but is everything all right is it really have you really removed uncertainty from this moment? Have you really removed uncertainty from your life? Is it still there lingering, not just in the future, but even in the present? Have you really removed the uncertainty? And, and I wanted to go ahead and, and challenge that. It's not a particularly pleasant monologue. It's not a particularly happy presentation, but I think it's a really clinically necessary one. That when we're struggling to get past certain compulsions, we can say, I can identify that as a compulsion and I'm really going to work to stop it. We can say that. And oftentimes that really is enough to get us over the hill to the other side. But every so often we struggle even more deeply with a compulsive pattern because there's this idea of uncertainty. There's this element of uncertainty that just drives us mad. It's just so very anxiety producing, the uncertainty. 
or what can I possibly do to cope with that uncertainty but engage the compulsions? I simply am not willing to risk it. I have to keep doing the compulsions because if I don't, oh man, I just can't face it. I can't face that unknown. I can't gamble on this one. I just, I can't gamble on this one. I have to know. I have to know. So I'll, I'll go ahead and wash my hands again. Yeah, okay. I'll wash them again. I, I, I just, I can't face the uncertainty. I can't face the anxiety not knowing when it's going to go away. I, I, I think, I just think it won't go away. It's just, I just think it won't. I, I have to keep, I just have to wash my hands again. I, I can't touch that thing. I just can't. You No, no, I can't touch it. I can't. I think that there's this really helpful monologue, again, not a particularly happy one, in which we begin to force ourselves to face the reality that uncertainty is a fact of life. You know that. That's not news to you. But there is a sense in which it is. There is a sense in which uncertainty is intrinsic to life, to all of life, even where the OCD likes to take up residence. Beyond that, outside of it, and certainly within it. Uncertainty is intrinsic to life, all of it, even when we're engaging compulsions. You know, we can use the, the example of, of working to sort of quantify bacteria and quantify germs to, to measure somehow objectively how dirty your hands were the moment before you washed them and how clean they are the moment after. And, and for as many times as I've, as I've had that conversation with individuals, we sort of get our way, find our way to the other side of the conversation with, with, the, uh, with the patient in the room a little bit irritated with me because I, I've pushed him or her outside of, of her comfort zone and challenged her to face the reality that you don't really know how dirty your hands were before you washed them, and you don't really know how clean they are now. You, you just know that you feel better, and that's okay. I'm not knocking that. That's all right. That's why you do it. That's part of why you do it. But the whole certainty element is a mirage. It's not really real. It's not really real. So I, I, I wash my hands to make them cleaner. And, and, uh, and in making them clean, you know, I, 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 the thought of their dirty goes away and I feel better. And the whole thing is just, I just manage it that way. That's how I manage it by, by, you know, by these repetitive, uh, you know, and methodologic uh, washes. It just, it helps me to get through the day. But when we begin to sort of spit in the soup and ask quantifiable and objective questions, well, all of a sudden we're faced with the uncertainty that was there the whole time. And I think that that's a really important reality for anyone and everyone who's struggling to stop compulsions to see and to take a good look at it, to take a good look at it. Now, whatever your compulsive pattern, oftentimes it centers on this idea of certainty that you're achieving by engaging that compulsion and going through the ritual from one side to the other and arriving at a place of, I feel better, the thought's gone, and there's some semblance of certainty that remains. But does it? 
but does it? So I, I really think that it can be helpful, again, not pleasant, not pleasant, but helpful, clinically speaking, right? Clinical efficacy isn't always a pleasant experience, right? So not necessarily pleasant, but helpful to think in terms of what am I really accomplishing regarding my uncertainty? How am I really changing in a meaningful and honest way that which I don't know? So I recently received an email uh, relative to the idea of interpersonal compulsions. That is to say, sort of asking questions to, to achieve or, or to receive uh, you know, compulsively uh, related um, information. Asking questions, seeking reassurance. It's one of those symptom dynamics that's fairly common across the subtypes that lots and lots and lots of people suffering from OCD engage, you know, interpersonal compulsions. They'll ask questions of physicians or, or they'll ask questions of loved ones. They'll seek reassurance. Uh, from different uh, places and professionals, and sometimes even from the internet. There's this kind of interpersonal compulsive pattern that's happening for them. And so often I think it can be helpful to look for assumptions in our compulsive patterns, right? To look for assumptions. What am I assuming to be true here? Well, I'm assuming that the doctor isn't wrong. Well, could the doctor be wrong? Well, yeah, I guess the doctor could be. I I'm assuming that... Uh, that my, that my loved one is telling me the truth about that question. Well, could the loved one be lying to me? Well, I guess, I guess so. It's possible. Not comfortable, but the reality is we draw assumptions in order for compulsive behaviors to stay intact. But those assumptions themselves are not necessarily certainly true. They could be false. They could be wrong assumptions, erroneous in nature. Yeah, they could be. It's possible. And that's the whole point of it. It's possible. What uncertainty am I erasing? What am I, what certainty am I achieving by engaging compulsions? What possibility did I remove? The answer is, well, very little, very little. When I begin to objectively look at the situation, I'm still living in a world of uncertainty. My life is a life of uncertainty. The people that comprise my life, the events that happen throughout my day, so very, very much of my life is comprised of uncertainty. And when I speak of my life, of course, I'm speaking proverbially, proverbially of yours, right? Your life too. Our lives are lives of uncertainty. Our lives, we are we are faced and forced to live in a reality that is not certain. And so we draw assumptions, and those assumptions uh, give birth to behaviors, and those behaviors we use to manage our emotions. And all of that's fine until we're talking about OCD symptomatology. And when we're talking about OCD symptomatology, and we're drawing these assumptions about uncertainty and, and, and work or, or certainty, and we're working to uh, to diminish anxiety, it's important for us to remember 
What am I assuming to be true here? Is it possible? Is it possible that my anxiety, the thing about which I am feeling fearful, could still happen? Yeah, it's possible. But just because it could doesn't mean it will. Just because the doctor could be wrong doesn't mean she is. Just because my loved one could be telling me a non-truth doesn't mean he is. I don't know. I don't know. And when I really get to that place, I don't know. I don't know. When I really get to that place, I'm able to shrug off some of these compulsions, recognizing that they themselves are irrational, that they themselves are the problem. There's a sense in which the compulsions themselves are unhelpful. It's not so much the thoughts as uncomfortable as they honestly and obviously are, but it's these behaviors in which I engage for the purpose of reducing my anxiety that deliver this sort of false certainty. All along, they, they are driving my symptomatology. Those compulsions are fueling that symptom system. And they never, ever actually give me certainty. They never really actually change the situation that I'm facing. I'm still dealing with uncertainty. I was before and I am now. The compulsions didn't do anything. Yeah, I feel better. But guess what? 30 seconds from now, that damn thought's going to come back. And I'm stuck again. The answer of course, as you know, is stop compulsions. Not just the ones that are easy to stop, but the ones that are hard. We work to realize that compulsions actually do us no favors. They're not here to help us. Compulsions are here to take over, period. And that's what they do. But they can only do that with your active permission. So I encourage you, as always, to really work hard, to dig in your heels, to fight like hell, to stop compulsions. They're not here to help you. They're not here to help you. Well, thanks very much for listening to OCD Straight Talk. Uh, feel free to reach out with any questions you might have to chrislines04 at gmail.com. Like I say, thanks very much for listening to OCD Straight Talk.